0: Welcome to a new edition of The Famous Interviews with Joe D'Amino. On this episode, we talk with LA-based entrepreneur, author, and coach, Matt Gerlach. In all of his capacities, he has overcome adversity, emerging as an expert in personal transformation and alignment. Having become a leading entrepreneurship expert, Matt's helped three global powerhouse brands explode beyond $100 million in annual revenue before founding his consulting firm that's helped build dozens of seven and eight-digit businesses while earning a million annually of his own. Matt confronted his feelings that were making him feel broken, which forced him into introspection and self-discovery, enabling him to create a life of emotional and financial abundance. We cover all of this and more. Enjoy. Well, Matt, it's great to meet you. and I want to begin our conversation with, we're getting on the four-year anniversary of this pandemic. How Mm -hmm. did you get through it back in 2020, and how did it change you?
1: Um. You know, it's it's a uh, I don't really talk. I mean, I haven't really talked much about this, um, but I'm, I'm excited to. I mean, it's, I'm happy to talk about it. Sure. Um, how did I get through it? I mean, it feels like an absolute blur. Yeah. Um, you know, I was probably the most careful person of anybody I knew I was very like, I mean, this was a huge growth opportunity for me. It's um, my background is I realized there was childhood trauma in my life and my parents and I got in the fall. I mean, we had a huge fight and a falling out before the pandemic. So this, the time of the pandemic was the time that I healed. I, my parents, I didn't see each other. We didn't talk. And um, I slowed down in life for the first time ever. I, 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 got to know myself um I um I cooked every day at home my partner and I our relationship deepened and um it was just like one of the I mean for me it was one of the most magnificent times of my life to be honest um financially business was very good I know that I'm privileged to say this so I'm not like gonna shout from the rafters that the pandemic was great but um Yeah, I mean, it was a really lovely time. You know, I started reading all the time, went to bed early.
0: I mean, I think a lot of people have said that. There's been silver linings. And it's not buyer's remorse. It doesn't take away from the woe that we went through because there was a lot of pain that went through this time period. But I think it was a decision point because we were at this nexus of, like, what is our soul? What is our intent? What is our whole purpose? And I think if you grab that and did it in a way that was – healthily self edifying it was
1: a great time mm-hmm. absolutely no yeah, i mean yeah. i don't know i would be without it if the pandemic never happened and i mean i miss some of those times yeah i miss like in my mind it was happy hour every day and i took baths yeah you know, every evening was there nice was time. a
0: skit there was a skit on saturday night live where and the, it got a lot of a lot of backfire from it And it was all these people that tested positive for COVID and they're all jumping up on the bed and they're all excited because they get to stay at home and wear their pajamas. And it was all in slow motion and they're all like the test kits flying in the air and they're happy and they're clapping and everybody freaked out about it. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like that was a part of the whole thing. I mean, what was the joy of being a child? when you lived in new york was snow days you got to stay home and that yeah. was kind of an immaculate adult thing and i don't think anybody was making fun of the fact that you had covid and it was serious but i think there was this idea that you could slow down and have kind of a snow day so to speak
1: you know absolutely yeah so. it was a very long snow day it's uh
0: <laughs> yeah you're right that that's one way of putting it um so let's get to the essence of what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. And one of the kids is curious and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child?
1: Um, How do I answer that child? I would say um, I run a business. I started a consulting business seven years ago, and it's been um, very good for me, very lucrative. I've learned a lot of skills. Um how to run a business and manage people, but I have been called to more purpose-driven work and I spend as much of my day possible writing, reading, um, talking to people, helping people, coaching people on how to have a much more um, optimal life. So what did you want to be in the third grade? I don't know that I could answer that. I'm not sure that I have I'm not sure I think like I mean a big part of my life has been you know like I have this childhood trauma that really kept me from really living an authentic life really from pursuing any dreams so it's all very new for me to um you know to be to trust that I can feel good like this sure
0: So let's get into your business trajectory of how it led up to consulting and helping people out right now. What was kind of your beginnings? And how did it evolve from New York to LA? How did all of that happen?
1: So I finished college, and and, um, and and then I started my career in metal sales. So I worked for one of America's biggest metal distribution companies. And then I decided that that wasn't for me. It wasn't a very exciting career. Nothing really wrong with it. And then I took the leap and moved to New York, and um, I landed in this baby product business. And um, it's, again, a very unique business, but um, I... You know, I started in this industry when it wasn't really that developed. Um, There weren't these higher end baby products for parents. And so I've spent the past 14 years of my career in this business. And about seven years ago, I decided to start my own consulting business where I would um, where I helped small and medium baby product brands achieve the greatness that I was able to achieve at bigger companies. So it's been exciting. You know, I mean, I worked with about 12 clients over the past uh, seven years, and I have two clients right now. One of them I uh, I work with for, I've been with for seven and one for six years. And- um, deal. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you this, who's been kind of a role model or a hero in your pursuits in your life? Somebody famous or somebody- uh, in, Anybody that's been inspirational. And the Venn diagram can kind of bleed into itself.
1: You know, I would say it would be an author. Um, Glennon Doyle is my favorite author, I would say. And she writes, um, she's written three memoirs, and she writes about the messiness of life. And, you know, that none of us are perfect. And it's really helped me pursue my career of living, I mean, a career of pursuing my dreams. Um, And I'm writing, I never thought in a million years that I would be writing and I'm writing a book, hopefully it gets published. I mean, that's the plan. And um, she's really shown me that life is like, we're living life right now. You know, we're living life right now. It's not a destination that we're always trying to get to. Yeah.
0: So what was the first book that you ever read that made you either want to read more or become Ooh. a writer?
1: Mm, I would say that the first book. Like Brene Brown was the first author that I really started to read. I read all of her books and it really got me to see that books are full of answers and books are also I mean, I laugh about this, but like I think like like we have this opportunity to learn from other people's mistakes and stories and wisdom. And like you save a lot of money and a lot of time by reading a book and like, it's interesting when I look at my career, like, and I'm, and I've learned that failure is to be embraced and there's a lesson from it. I haven't had many failures. Like I don't make a lot of mistakes in my day to day. And I think it is because I rely on this other wisdom out there and don't have to learn the hard way always. Yeah. Well said. So if you can meet one person alive on the planet
0: right now that you find fascinating, spend a little time with them. Who would it be?
1: Oh, I don't know that I'll be able to identify just one person, but I would, the first person that came to mind, actually, I would say would be, it's funny, I, um, but Barack Obama. Yeah. I'm that not sure why. Yeah. He's just, he's a good guy, I think. And he has a lot of wisdom. He's young. I think something about like, you know, he's, he has a lot of perspective I mean, he's a very young guy for all that he's accomplished. And has a, he's just, he's so, um. I feel like he embraces one of my favorite qualities. One of the he's um he's humble, I would say. He's not yeah. somebody that I think he's very good at taking feedback and learning.
0: So have you read Michelle Obama's biography? I have. Yes. Yeah. That was fascinating to get the perspective of him mm-hmm. in that. I just finished it and it was so cool. And it's just like with all of the clownery that we're going through in our country right now it's so refreshing to see that those two were so strong and full of integrity and just they just they they stayed in their lane i mean they changed a lot of people's lanes but they didn't veer they didn't get distracted
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's, i feel the same way like one of my favorite quotes would be um you know michelle obama when she says like when they go low we go high i think i got exactly that right. exactly it's it, it, it,
0: And and that was the part of the book where I was like, there's this rumor that she's going to kind of become the Democratic nominee. And it was right around that time of the book where she was like, I'm 86 in it. I'm not doing it. And I feel it. She does not seem like anybody that wants to be involved with. um, She was hesitant when he was in office. But I think even now with where it's gone, she's like, there's no way
1: possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the problem with politics right now. Who wants to do this job? Oh. I mean, like that's the problem or the or, you know, president, the president situation. I mean, I, we're all none of us want to do this. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. It, um, you know, when we complain about the candidates we have, but it's like I see like. I, I mean, there's a I mean, there's a I mean, there's a level of gratitude for somebody wanting to put themselves through this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. Uh huh. Absolutely not. So
0: at the end of the day, you're obviously highly motivated. What's your motivation to get up every day and not only to help your client, but to also evolve as a human?
1: Oh, I would say my motivation is much more to evolve as a human. Um, <laughs> I think that, um, my motivation is to evolve as a human. I mean, that's really growth is my number one number two um value in the world. Like always, to be growing and learning. My partner said to me yesterday, I was listening to a podcast and he was like, you're always like learning. And I, um, and I don't know how to do it any other way, but I don't feel overwhelmed by it. I feel like there's, there's always an opportunity to grow and be better. And I think for me, it's, it's also to accept yourself like for, and that's part of the pursuit, you know, to grow and not always be better, but to also accept your, to, My mental health is nothing the way it used to be. I mean, my mental health was horrible before. Like I laugh at myself now when I'm not inspired to write in a day where like it wasn't that long ago, a couple of years ago, I would be berating myself and mad that I'm not able to force something to be done. And now it's like I've learned to just go with the flow of life. And it's I never thought I'd be like this.
0: You know, it's interesting. You talk about evolution and, and the constant pursuit of learning. I remember that with Bill Clinton, too. There was always this, this like always reading a book or even mm-hmm. I, I watched this. Spe- there was a documentary on Bill Gates. There's just always this desire to get to another place, to to evolve into a better version of yourself because you're yeah. always moving forward. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the problems is that there's a lot of people that get stuck in uh, like, like. For, for instance, like classic rock, people will always listen to classic rock and I can't do that. I love music. I have to keep up with what's going on. And that's the beauty of art is that it always evolves. You can't stay in Warhol. You got to understand what's happening right now. There's this bridge and evolution of human beings and it captures the time that we're living through. I mean, this pandemic time that we went through, I mean, that was the Bob Dylan moment. I mean, that was the moment where we were all like, if you weren't inspired, then. You know, not that it was all gr- the, the the things that were happening were great, but it, it was an inspiration
1: if you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how I become an artist. You know, yeah. like I I had time and space and you you can't like, I think a lot of us never had that time and space in our lives. You know, I mean, and it was, um, it was, I mean, my hunch would be that a lot of people became artists during this period. Like we see it now, like, you know, in selling baby products, consumer products, like sales are not what they used to be. And I say this every single day, you know, and it's not that people are buying tons less, but I think like that every single one of us now, we all know a friend who quit their high stress Wall Street job, to become a Pilates teacher, or someone who's taken a sabbatical, 100% of these people are happier than they were making money. Yeah. Like, and I think that we've really shifted, the cost of living has changed dramatically over the past few years. And um I think none of us would say that a single thing we bought is like making us happier than our time. Now, when I don't think that was the case five years ago, we all pursued more and more things. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: let me ask you this. If you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into the 20 year old version of you and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point. What advice would you impart on that young version of you?
1: I would say some version of it will all work out how it's supposed to. You don't need to worry so much. I mean, it sounds so cliche, but like, it's so true. I mean, anybody out here that's listening and that's that's young. I mean, I'm 40 now. I I just turned 46 months ago. Every single year gets better than the prior Um You know, I mean, I think about this a lot, how like they say like there was a staggering number I heard recently that it was like 70 or 80 percent of cancer survivors are glad that they got cancer or something. I mean, the survivors, obviously. Right. Um, But um, like we spend so much time worrying about things and we're not living our lives. And uh, and also I would say like this comes up a lot like I don't really have. I don't really believe a lot in regret. I think that um, everything is a learning experience. Like if, and I don't really wish to change much about my life, but the one thing I would change would be like I wish I would have had more um, more freedom to pursue uh specifically a career of my dreams i think when i was younger at 20 years old like you can really do whatever you Well, i'm speaking to the high achievers out there you know if you're a high achiever and you've had success in everything you've done you can pursue any career you like and you you'll do fine
0: so of all of the things that you've done become evolved into and overcome what are you the
1: proudest of um the proudest of healing my anxiety and depression um i know that life isn't linear there probably will be things that come up that do activate it but i mean i just like i and looking at i mean i come from a family that has a lot of anxiety and um i can't believe like that i've gotten to this place where i don't feel like that at all i can't even tell you the last time i felt anxious i think about like um, the Sunday scaries. And I know they're a real thing. I used to have them. I, I, It makes me laugh. I don't have anything close to that anymore. And not much has changed on the external. It's just yeah. internal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So let me ask you this. Everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? My
1: perception of me? Oh, wow. You ask very good questions. Thank you. This is the therapy <laughs> hour here. <laughs> um no my perception of me I would say that I am um I would say I'm very very open to feedback very very open to feedback and throughout my day I am extremely um extremely courteous extremely um concerned for others empathetic I spend a lot of my I spend most of my time thinking about um Thinking about how to how to be a good person. Yeah. It'd to, to be pleasant to be around.
0: So let me ask you this. What's what do you like the best about living in Los Angeles,
1: or what do you miss about New York? I don't miss as much about New York as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I used to really miss it. I did not want to move here. My partner made us move here. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> I mean I'm joking, he didn't make us. <laughs> you know, it was my turn to compromise. Um, what do I miss most about living in you? New- I would just say the culture, you know, just like, just going to the, you know, going to the opera and just things like this that you can do every single day of your life. And, um, what do I, um, what do I like living or what do I like about living in LA the most or what? Do I, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean the weather, it's something, you know, I grew up here and it's something that I never really appreciated and it's very expensive to live here. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know why exactly but my cost of living here is more than in new york you know i mean in new york you don't really have any bills you have your apartment and your cell phone here you have homeowners insurance you have costco you have all this stuff but it's like i see why people live here the weather is just perfect all the time
0: yeah Yeah, i agree so if anyone wants to hire you learn more about you reach out the good business how can they do it
1: uh, Matt I have a mastermind group for entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs understand their worth, advocate for themselves, um, understand their needs and create a life of alignment. And I'm very active on Instagram at I am Matt Gerlach. And I would love to hear from anybody. I'm just, um, you can schedule a free 30 minute call and I'd love to um, connect. Excellent. Matt,
0: thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time. Best of luck with everything. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. Take care.